Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking cases against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that honestly none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. Demetrius's story is particularly sad to me, because there is such little information out there on who he was and what happened to him. He was such a sweet boy and his teacher cannot say enough what an awesome child he was. His sister too. Yet mainstream media, there is nothing. If you guys suggest a case to me, and this week's episode is a listener suggestion, so thank you to KC for bringing Demetrius's story to my attention but I'll do everything in my power to bring that story to you. Even if one child's story means so much to just one person, it's enough for me to make an episode. Now, sometimes I literally cannot because there's only half an article at best, but there are cases like Demetrius where I am hot damn. Why isn't there multiple news sources, numerous podcasts bringing to light this child's abuse and coming down hard on those who failed him? I'm going to give you everything there is out there because this beautiful child with an infectious smile, he deserves to be remembered, as they all do. And the person entrusted to look after him and his amazing sister, she took advantage of this. She couldn't do it, and instead of putting her hand up and relinquishing care, she chose to abuse these sweet babies. And because she was family, CPS didn't care anymore. They were fine until a call to 911 in June of 2022 proved different. The situation definitely wasn't fine, and an eight-year-old boy would be dead. This is Demetrius's story. His name was Demetrius Wilson. I didn't want to really put him on TV, but it's like, what else is he going to do in his life? A smile to be remembered, although short-lived. To lose someone like that is like losing your own child in a way. You just grow so close to those kids and it's hard. A second grader at Ashley Elementary under the care of his great aunt. I blame the the school and I blame DHS. Why wasn't y'all there? Where was y'all antennas? A son, a brother, a nephew. No one knew him, you know. He didn't finish school. He never had a girlfriend. After his death, his family still questions the child welfare system. If we could just show his life still had meaning and could maybe open people's eyes, he shines amongst all of us. Demetrius Wilson was born in March 2014. This little boy's life was a fight from the start. He was born with marijuana in his system. The hospital contacting Denver Human Services, or DHS, as we'll refer to them throughout this episode. Over the first few years of his life, DHS investigated four other reports regarding neglect of Demetrius and his big sister. February 2017. Demetrius was only three years old when his mother was deemed unfit, and his father, Anthony White, was in jail. That was when DHS stepped in and removed him and his sister, five-year-old Noelle White, from their mother's care. As always in these situations, when a parent is unable to be a parent, 
child services always prefer another family member to step in, in what DHS calls kinship placement, to keep that family connection, to make the transition easier for the children involved because they already have that bond with their new guardian. And for Demetrius and Noel, that person would be their great-aunt, 61-year-old Susan Before. Before was cleared by DHS for kinship placement. Before passed the background and reference checks. She passed the financial checks and the psychological testing. There was no concern for DHS in granting parental rights of Demetrius and Noel to Before in October 2017. Due to their young ages... Apparently, this permanent placement had to take place within a year of their removal from their mother. Now, I'm not sure why this is the case. I feel it would be more important to take the time needed to ensure the children are settling into their new environment and the placement was suitable, before making it a permanent situation. And for me, eight or nine months isn't enough. Especially when we're talking about two children under the age of six who have already been through so much. Also, under current legislation... DHS is not required to follow up with a family member once a caregiver is granted parental responsibility. The last time DHS made contact with Demetrius Noel was in the October of 2017. Again, no follow-up to make sure this placement was still suitable, that the children had adjusted and their well-being was being maintained. And given before was in her 60s, caring full-time for two still quite young children, I don't know. I would think it would be imperative to have that follow-up and support to make sure these children were safe and happy. But before was given full parental responsibility of Demetrius and Noel, as well as a kinship care check from the state of between $1,200 to $1,500 a month. And at first, everything was going great. Anthony White was released from prison and started having his children every other weekend for visitation. But then suddenly, in late 2019, all contact just stopped. Quote, I kind of wondered why they weren't coming around and it bothered me. I don't know. I thought she just kept them away. Unquote. But it wasn't only the children's father that Demetrius and Noel were isolated from. It was other family members as well. Their aunt, Candace White, would also sometimes have her niece and nephew stay with her to give before some respite. She was especially close to Demetrius, who she called her Michi Mouse. But then she too was not allowed to see the children. Quote, I could hardly make a phone call to them without there being an excuse. When they were planning on coming over, it got cancelled at the last minute. Unquote. You can guess what happens next. March 2020 in lockdown. This only further isolated Demetrius and Noel from not only their family, but the wider outside world. But their attendance with online school was regular and the siblings were doing well. They were bright and articulate children who were well liked by everyone who knew them. When children can't speak for themselves, others need to speak for them. A voice mandated by law. These professionals are a really key part of our child welfare system. They get to know uh, and build trust with children. As trusted professionals, children confide in, children talk to. Ida Drury is the principal investigator of the child welfare training system at the Kemp Center. They work with the Colorado Department of Human Services to train 15,000 mandatory reporters every year. That includes teachers who see it all. We really encourage mandatory reporters to fulfill their the diligence that's outlined in the law by making reports that 
come close to things like sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, and then also neglect, which constitutes about 80% of the reports that we see in Colorado. Educational neglect is when a student misses at least five days of school per month. That's when they are trained to make a report to DHS. I think educational neglect is hard. Whether or not uh, it rises to the level of abuse or neglect is a much, it's a much uh, higher bar. When there is suspected child abuse and neglect, there are certain professionals who are mandated by law to report their concerns to child services. This includes doctors, police and teachers. Teachers in particular are more privy to what is going on in a child's mental and emotional state, not just any physical injuries. Teachers get to know the children they teach and they build trust with their students. I know my own children have had teachers they absolutely adored. My daughter used her own pocket money last year to buy her favourite teacher an end-of-year gift. And you want that for your child. You want your child to trust their teacher. They spend a lot of time in that classroom and schools can be a stressful place. You want your child to confide in their teacher, talk to them. Well, most of us want that anyway. This teacher-student bond can be very dangerous for child abusers because that child going to school and confiding in their teacher uncovers their crimes. And this is when we see significant absences or the child being pulled from school to be homeschooled. Educational neglect is when a child misses at least five days of school in a month. This is when teachers are trained as mandatory reporters to make a report to DHS. Now in Demetrius's case, according to school records, Demetrius was a victim of educational neglect. He missed 60 days of school during the school year prior to his death, averaging at least one day absent a week. Now, I guess that could be explained away. We were still navigating the whole pandemic. But just 19 days into the 2021-2022 school year, he'd already missed 10. And that is a massive red flag and should have been followed up by DHS. September 20th, 2021. Demetrius's second grade teacher, Reed Gibson. She received an email from Before. Before was requesting her nephew be put on remote learning for two weeks. Basically, she wanted to keep him home for two weeks and out of school as punishment, because Demetrius had been allegedly destroying the house and not listening. Before would be told this was not an option. Demetrius had already missed a lot of school that school year, and his teacher wanted to put eyes on the little boy. The school attendance secretary called the Denver Public Schools Department of Safety requesting a welfare check at the before home. But when they attended the home, before never answered the door, and DHS was never contacted, despite under educational neglect a report should have been made, but there wasn't. There were reports made to DHS previously, however. A concerned neighbour reported suspected abuse and neglect of Demetrius and his older sister Noelle, and this report was made in November 2019. DHS screened this out, no further action. And in October 2020, Reed Gibson was teaching Noelle at this time, and this was when she first became concerned about the siblings. The day prior, Noelle was wearing a skirt with tights underneath, but accidentally ripped them. But when she came to school that day, Noelle was quiet and withdrawn. Reed took her aside to find out what was wrong. Noelle said she was grounded because her aunt accused her of cutting the tights herself. Noelle then started crying. This little girl just needed someone to care and listen, and she started opening up to her favourite teacher. Noelle told Reed she did not want to go home, that she didn't like it there. 
that she wanted to stay at school. Reid made a report to DHS, but they determined it didn't fit the criteria to launch an investigation. Another red flag that was ignored. June 2022, when this story takes place. Eight-year-old Demetrius was in the second grade at Ashley Elementary, classroom 209. His teacher, Reed Gibson, who had been Noel's teacher two years earlier, Reed remembers the siblings fondly. Of Demetrius, quote, He was the sweetest boy. He had this huge smile on his face. Every day he would come running in through the little fence and he would say, Ms Gibson, hi, unquote. And of Noel, quote, She's also an angel. She was always doing her work. She was always wanting to help others and be a leader. And all the other kids in the classroom knew that, and they looked to her when things were going on. They were both such great kids, and I feel lucky to have been a teacher for them. Unquote. Caskets shouldn't be this small. We haven't had a child in our family get killed or be killed or even die. For this family, what is now a reality... It feels like a dream. It still does. What happened to eight-year-old Demetrius Wilson was a nightmare. The service was beautiful. He was in all white. I was in all white. His casket was white, you know. Just an innocent little boy. A tearful service for a little boy gone too soon as loved ones gather in disbelief. I can't believe that we're talking about Michi. We called him Michi Mouse. Candace White remembers her nephew. He was just so cute and he had a smile, oh my God, worth a million dollars. Anthony Wilson remembers his son. Took him to the park, he was just full of smiles, wanted me to swing with him, <laughs> go down the slides. I'm too big, but I, I did it anyway, so <laughs> that was my son. June 1st, 2022. According to court documents, before went to a Home Depot. Here she bought duct tape and a back scrubber to whoop Demetrius for discipline. According to before, she made Demetrius take his clothes off. She then taped his mouth shut and his arms together behind him and his ankles together. She said she whooped him all together around 40 times or over his body. Before would tell Noel she had to watch this abuse and if she did not, she would be next. The next morning, Demetrius would not make it to school. June 3rd, 2022, 8.20am. Susan Before would call 911 to report Demetrius unresponsive, before telling the dispatcher she had spanked the eight-year-old the night before. When officers and firefighters arrived at the home on the 1900 block of Ulster Street, here they found Before performing CPR on the child. There was vomit on the ground, blood on the bed next to where Demetrius was lying. Responding officers took over resuscitation efforts, but it was too late. Demetrius was already in rigor mortis. He was pronounced dead at the scene by a Denver health paramedic. According to his autopsy, Demetrius's cause of death was determined to be due to multiple blunt force injuries, abrasions and contusions, covering up to 40% of his total body. It was clear that this was no accident, that Demetrius's death was a homicide. Police would arrest Susan before, charging her with first-degree murder and child abuse resulting in the death of a person 12 years or younger. Before would enter a plea of not guilty. The criminal trial was scheduled for July 2023. I had held off covering Demetrius's story for that very reason. 
I wanted to give you all the news we'd be hoping for. Life in prison without the possibility of parole. Because she deserves to die in prison. But before will now not face a jury of her peers for the murder of her great-nephew, Demetrius Wilson, until November 14, 2023. And that's if it is not delayed further. Before's defence team successfully delaying the trial because they claimed additional records were withheld by the medical examiner's office. There is obviously frustration for their aunt Candace and the rest of Demetrius's family. They want to see justice for the smiley and sweet little eight-year-old that will never grow up. Quote, The progression feels good. The not guilty feels unreal. Because we know what happened. But you know it's a fair trial, I guess, and she's due that. And her day will come. We just have to be patient and diligent, and that's what we're going to do. Continue to show up every time for Demetrius. Unquote. Be assured I will follow this trial very closely, and we'll do an update episode. Probably the last episode of the year with what happened here and in the other cases I have covered this year. Noelle now lives with her aunt Candace White and is not only thriving but excelling in life. She keeps her brother's photo on her wall as a reminder to love hard and work hard, to make her brother prouder than he already was to have her as his sister. Candace hopes Demetrius's smile will forever be remembered by those who never got the chance to meet him. Quote, I hope that this story makes a lot of noise in helping other children, because Demetrius will forever be missed. I have nothing to say about his alleged murderer, but I just want Demetrius to be kept alive in spirit, and I think this is doing it, and this is honouring him. Unquote. And Candace, if you do listen to this, I hope that I've done Demetrius's legacy justice today. I know that myself and my listeners will never forget Demetrius. Rest in peace, Meachy Mouse. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.